This sermon was recorded at the Church of Christ, Wheeler area, located at 1500 South Allen L. Bean Boulevard in Wheeler, Texas. Our regular meeting times are at 10.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. each Sunday. Come join us as we seek to worship God in spirit and in truth. The book of Luke chapter 24. Uh, the, the apostles are together. This is after the resurrection of Jesus. And they're all hoodooed and they're, they're, they don't understand everything that's going on. In verse 36, it says, And as they thus spake, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them. He just appeared there, and he said unto them, Peace be unto you. But they were terrified and affrighted, and supposed that they had seen a spirit. What did they see? Well, they saw Jesus. They didn't think they saw what they saw. Couldn't be. And you might say, well, their mind's playing trick on them or something of that nature. In John chapter 20, uh, I believe this is the same account. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his sides. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. What did they see? Saw the Lord. We look at things with a reference. You and I view life with a particular reference and a point of view. And we see things because of that. We view things specifically because of those things. We look at the world in a very certain way. I want to ask you a question. What do you see? I preached this, Brit, and a little boy said, horse. Yeah, horse. Are you sure? Are you certain that's what you see? You take a good look. What do you see? Well, the little boy said, sideways horse. But if you'll look real careful, you'll see a frog sitting right here. And you probably can't unsee it once you see it. I'll just tell you, our, your eyes will play tricks on you. Because we approach life and we view life with a, per, a perspective. And I want to talk to you, and if we're going to give it a title, it'd be the reality of faith. That's what I want to talk to you about. We have a vision, a view that comes from our eyes and how we look at things. And you might say that in life, you have lenses on you. Now, you've got eyes, but you've got lenses. And you look at the world through those lenses. And it's unavoidable that our upbringing causes us to have lenses. And I could grow up, I wasn't born with lenses, but I wear them now. And if from day one, my parents put lenses on me of an upbringing, of what a man should be and what life should be. And you know and I know that that upbringing was on a farm and it was on a ranch and it just puts a certain set of lenses. And if you've never taken them off your whole life, that's just how you view life. And it's normal. And it's right and it's real. And then our culture gives us lenses. Give me your glasses. I'll promise to give them back someday. 
What if I had a, a cultural set of lenses as well as an upbringing lenses? And everything that I looked at my whole life is through that culture. It's an American culture, not a Russian culture. It's not a culture of Nigeria. It's a culture that we have and that it's on me. And every time I've looked at anything in my life, I've looked through this lens of upbringing, lens of culture. Let me have your glasses. Thanks, buddy. All right. Ooh, you guys are blind. Uh, lenses of my friends, things that they enjoy and things that they do. And I go through life and my whole life, everything that I look at is through that. Let me have your glasses. And then I have another set of lenses. What do we got? Oh, yeah, finances. Rich or poor. My goodness. Rich or poor. There's a different way to look at life based on those things. I think I'm making my point. I'm not going to get any more. We have lenses of health. We have lenses of desires that are on us very naturally. And we look at life through those lenses. You and I have a religious perspective, and everyone does. Because if a young person is raised by parents who hate Christianity who hate gods, who hate churches. I'm going to tell you, they are putting on a child a set of lenses that causes them to have a perspective about life that feels normal, that feels real. Because if you've looked at the world through those lenses your whole life and you've never taken those lenses off, everything's normal. Okay, what if we could take off those lenses? Take them off. And put on lenses of truth. What is really real and really true. And see that. You know, we need to do that. The, the real answer is we need that. And I think in many ways that's very challenging to take off all these lenses and views and just see truth. In the book of John 17, verse 17, Jesus said, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. If we really want to see what's real, what we need to do is take off the lenses and just look at life, look at our world, look at things through the lens of God's word. The lens of truth. And I want to tell you, Art, your perspectives would change. Because what you thought was real is actually not quite real. Something else is real and something else is true. And when we put on the lens of truth and we look at life and we look at the world, that changes how we do that. If we could take and just look through the lens of the Bible and look at life in that way, it would change our perspective. And that's true for everyone in the world. Everyone. You know, if you, you talk to people from the United Kingdom or people from Russia, they think that every town in America has shootouts daily. They think we're all toting guns and we'll just shoot at the drop of a hat. Is that America? Is that real? No, but you know where they're getting that? They get that from the news that they hear about America. And the news that makes it over there 99% of the time is shootings and shootings and shootings. 
It's not real, is it? And so I hope you can see that this is a challenge, and it's something that I think is important for us. The book of Psalms 119-105, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. God's word will help us to differentiate what's really real and what's not real. And that's why I want to talk to you about the reality of faith. So then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Josh, come up here. I'm going to need you for just a minute. Josh is going to be my, uh, not a dummy, uh, my mannequin. Y'all know Josh. Step right here, brother. Thank you. Turn around here. You don't, you don't have to look anybody in the eye, okay? What is this? What is it? Now, most of us here are saying Josh, right? Well, Jalen's saying my dad. And Glenda's saying my husband. Now, there's a few people who would look at this and go, this is an okie, wouldn't they? And there's other people that would say it's an American. And there's probably some people out there that would look at this and, and from a scientific point of view and say it's a bundle of cells. It's proteins and enzymes and nerves. And other people yet would say, well, it's a brain and a heart and blah, blah, blah. I want to ask you a question. What is this? Did any of you here today think it's a spirit? Anybody, if you thought spirit, raise your hand. Do you know that's what this is? Well, I mean, this is flesh. But the flesh is just a container for a spirit. Now, I want to talk to you about what's real. The reality of life. Josh is a spirit. Okay, you can go sit down. You did good. Josh is a spirit. We all are spirits. But the way we view the world is through fleshly eyes. And we've got to look at the world through faith. We've got to correct that. This view of flesh. And we have to, through God's word, put on lenses of God's word so that we see spiritual things. Because our spirits are eternal, right? The flesh is temporary. And so that's what I want to try to encourage you to think about today, this reality of faith. In the book of Acts 9, verse 18, Immediately there fell from his eyes that had been scales, and he received sight forthwith. Sometimes in life, we need the scales to fall off our eyes, and we need to see the reality of truth. I want to talk to you about the lens of God's word for just a little bit today. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5 beginning in verse 1. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved. We have a building of God. A house not made with hands eternal in the heavens. That's what we are. We're made by God. You're a spirit. You're spirit. And God has made you. He says, for in this we groan earnestly to be desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven. We have a spiritual nature and a fleshly nature. In the book of Philippians chapter 3 verse 20, for our citizenship is, not, is in heaven from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to ask you a question. Do you believe that? Certainly you do. Certainly you do. Do you know what? Every one of us, every single one, who believe this right here from time to time, make decisions that take us away from heaven. 
that lead us away. You want to know why that is? Because from time to time, we just look at the world through flesh. The eyes of flesh. It happens to us all. And we make decisions and choices that are counterproductive to going to heaven. We do. And it's a constant battle. But I want to talk to you about what's real today. And the reality is, is heaven is real. As sure as this earth is real, heaven is real. If heaven is real, hell is real. He says, for our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body, that it may be conformed to his glorious body, according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. That we got to look at life through real eyes. Real. And you know what the realest eye is? Not this one. It's a spiritual eye. It's the most real eye they are. Second Corinthians 5, 7, we walk by faith, not by sight. We, we have to live our lives making choices based on spiritual sight. Faith. Not fleshly. Because flesh is going to deceive. Flesh is going to take us down the wrong road. We've got to look at things through spiritual eyes. And if we live our lives trying to look out of one eye with the flesh and the other eye with the spirit, I want to tell you, all you're going to be is cross-eyed. Where we're not going to be able to make good choices. In Romans 8 verse 4, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And so it's an important lesson and reminder for each of us that we got to be careful not to get caught up into the things of the world, not get caught up in things that our eyes see in the upbringing, the culture, and the friends, and the wealth, and health, and all those things. But spiritual choices. Because I want to go to heaven. I think you do too. And we got to look at this with real eyes, not eyes that can be deceived. In Galatians 5 verse 16, this I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Galatians 5 verse 25, if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. So I'm talking to you about a new way to see, a new way to look at things. And you folks that are younger, this is especially important that you think about these things and develop the spiritual eye in life. To think about the spiritual eye. You parents, it's really important that you teach your children to value spiritual things. To look at spiritual things. Because it's really easy to look at fleshly things. Very easy. <clears throat> and so in Philippians 2 and verse 5, he says, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. We've got to take off the lenses and put on the same view as Christ to look spiritually as Christ looked at everything that we see. And so I want to talk to you of the reality of faith. I want to talk to you about real sight. In the book of Mark, chapter 12, verse 41, Jesus said over against the treasury, and behold, how the people cast money into the treasury, and many that were rich cast in much, and there came a certain poor widow, and she threw in two mites which make a farthing. And he called unto him his disciples and saith unto them, Verily I say unto you, that this poor widow hath cast more in than all they which have cast into the treasury. For all they did cast in of their abundance. But she of her want did cast in all that she had, even all her living. I want to ask you a question. Who do you think uh, was here today that cast 
put the most money in? I think it's $100, $200. You think someone could have put $500 in this plate today? $1,000, you reckon? You know what? It might have been $2, the most money. It might have been $2. Because the Lord doesn't count in the dollars, does he? He counts in the heart behind it. I'm talking to you about what is real. And someone may say, well, real dollars went into that plate. Oh, yeah. But you got to think about the one who's counting those dollars. And do you know who's counting those dollars? Not Jace Henderson. It ain't. It ain't the bank down the street. It's the Lord. And the person who put the most in that plate today may have just put one or two dollars. And that's the reality of life. And I'm talking to you today about real sight and I'm talking to you about real values. What is truly important is not how many dollars you put in the plate, but it is the heart behind it. It is the dedication to God and the willingness to give everything that you have. Now, how do people do that? It's because they have a spiritual set of eyes that goes, the value of this means much less to me. I want to go to heaven, so I'll give what that I have. In the book of Philippians, chapter 3 and verse 7, But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. You know, the apostle is saying things that seem good to me, th things that seem like they were valuable that I could have gained. I could have got those things, but if I would have got them, it would have put me at a loss for Christ. If I would have possessed those things, it would have put me further away from heaven. It would have made it more challenging to get to heaven. I want to tell you, that's, that's real sight. That's real vision. That's actually looking at life in what is real and what is true and what is important. Could I have this thing? Yes. Could I have the job, the house, the money, the friends? Can I have them? Yes, I can. But if I have them, does it get me closer to heaven? No. Then I don't want them. I don't want them. He says, yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung. I don't know how you get stronger language. I've lost, Paul says, I've lost everything, and guess what? It's just fertilizer. Just doesn't matter. Why? That I may win Christ. That's what's real. Real fear. In Matthew 10, 28, fear not them which kill the body. You think these folks that go through these shootings are not scared? You know they are. The bad shooting the other day in Las Vegas. You think those people are scared? Scared to death, aren't they? He says, fear not them which kill the body. How do we do that? How do you do that? Well, I'm, faith is what he says. These people can kill the body, but not in the soul. He says, fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. You know what we really ought to fear? Judgment. 
eternity, hell, and heaven, and the one who has the power to say, come you blessed, and the one who has the power to say, depart from me. You know what he's saying in this right here? That your life is not nearly as important as your state in eternity and judgment. To be right with God is much more important than to be alive. You think about that. To be in good standing with God is much more valuable than to be alive. And should you die in the hands of the enemy... Should you be beaten to death or choked to death or head cut off with the sword? As long as you're faithful to God, he said, don't even fear those which kill the body. That's real fear. Real fear. What if what you see is not real? I'm going to tell you something. I want you to hear me. What a lot of people see in their life is not real. They make choices and decisions every day on things that have no value and are not real. People think things are important that are absolutely not important. And they make decisions in their life that eternity rests upon. He says in Philippians 3 verse 18, Many walk, of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. When people live their lives basing their choices on flesh, on things that feel good, on immediate gratification. What makes me feel good right now at this minute. And they don't look at life with a view to eternity. And I want to talk to you about that as we start to wind this up. The reality of faith and a view to eternity. I want to talk to you about your life. And you, you young folks especially. You young blonde headed people over here. Look at this. Life. How long will your life be? You think you'll live 93 years? a long ways to go and you young guys over here will you live to be a hundred probably not most young men are brave and do dumb things and I think it shortens their lives and that will tell you how life goes a timeline of life you're born do you remember that most of us remember it you don't and the first thing you know you're going to school I remember at four years old standing at the front door of our house and watching the school bus come to pick up my sister. I was four. The next year I went. And then before you know it, you graduate. Who's fixing to graduate? You going to graduate Landry? You think you will? Well, good. Okay. You graduate. What comes after graduation? Well, you say college. Really, you're going to get married probably. That's what I did. I got married, and then there were babies, and several babies, and all that was grand, and then you think about your career, 
Uh, and you work and work and work, and, and that's just how it goes. And before you know it, you have a 25th anniversary, just like that, 25. And that's great. And then your, your youngest little niece has a birthday in 20, 39. The t- life just goes on. And then there's grandchildren. Just before you know it, you got grandchildren. And then first thing you know, it's your 50th anniversary. And this is just years and years of years of living and walking and doing all those kinds of things. And before you know it, it's your 80th birthday. Mother said 75 was really hard. Guess what? You keep on chugging, Mom. You'll have 80 just before you know it. And then you're dead. That's life, isn't it? That's a life that is lived. And you know, in between all these things are choices and decisions and thoughts and think so's and do's and don'ts and all those struggles, trials, all that. And we look at these things and we stand at the cemetery and we go, it's a good life. Or we might look at somebody and go, wasted their life. You know what? None of this is true. None of that's true. Now you listen to me. None of this is true. Nothing. Because I want you to think about life with a view to eternity. Here's the reality. The timeline of your life goes here. Okay? And then you add in eternity. All right? Now this is what's real. Your life, little tiny space of time. You think about it. These choices and decisions that you make in this 80 years, it's just not very long. But the consequence of eternity, look, goes on and on and on. And that's reality. That's the reality. Life, this life that we live in the flesh is just a little test run with a view to eternity. Because all this time here in the blue is either heaven or hell. And, and it, the line ain't even long enough. It, it, this blue line can just stretch around the world 3,000 times. That's eternity. It's forever. And we got to look at the world through spiritual eyes with a view to eternity. The choices that you make today, if those choices are based on just what your eyes see and not faith, if the choices that you make today in your walk of life are simply based on how you feel and what you see and all those things, and you have no value in eternity, if you don't think about the eternal consequences, then all this is just going to be a test run for misery. That's the truth. If you don't live your life through the lenses of faith, then you have no clue what is real. Because there's people that live and die every day and base everything in their life on what they see with these fleshly eyes. And do you know how far they can see They can only see to the end of this white line. That's how far they can see. But through faith and the lenses of faith, you can see all the way. 
all the way. And that's real. Hebrews 11, verse 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You are blessed today. If you have faith, you can see the end. The end. And that end is standing before God. That end is answering to God for your life. And hearing from him, well done or depart from me. That's it. And there's a whole lot of people that are really smart that can't see these things. You are blessed to be able to see. The book of John Chapter 12, beginning verse 25. He that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. I'm talking to you about looking at things through a spiritual point of view. If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. In the book of Romans Chapter 8, verse 18, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. You know, one of the greatest challenges of life is to allow ourselves to suffer for the cause of Christ when there's ease and rest and wealth all around us. I will tell you, just a little while of suffering, a little time of putting all you have in that plate, a little time of denying yourself it just can't compare it with the glory that's going to be in heaven. And you need to look at that with eyes of faith and with eyes that are spiritual. In the book of James chapter 4 verse 14, Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? We say every day about young people, you got your whole life ahead of you. Do you? Do you? I mean, you young folks may not live another day. Not one more day. We read these verses and we think, well, that, that applies to all the old folks. I'll tell you, it applies to every one of us. You don't know what's on the mark. This may be your last week of life. Are you ready to meet God? Are you really ready? Or are there things in your life that need to change? Let's get down to what's real. Really take a look at your life. Look at it with a view to eternity. Because what you do today... It's what matters. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you have questions about what you have heard or would like to know more information, please contact us by emailing cfcwheelerarea at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook or Instagram and send us a message there.